Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Her Holy Hustle podcast. Woohoo! Who has the confetti? Did someone make a party banner or order some cake? Alert the media and all that jazz. I'm so excited, like infinity to the yes! So yeah, can you tell I'm a little excited. First of all, I guess I should tell you my name, though you might have caught it in the intro. My name is Nyla Weeb and I will be your host. So Her Holy Hustle podcast can be a mouthful. I tripped over it there. (laughs) So its nickname is going to be H3Pod. If you would have told me in 2021 that I'd be a podcast host, I would have responded with, girl, you're crazy. I even told my husband Mark a few months ago, like these actual words came out of my mouth. I said, I love podcasts, but I would never have my own. But in the words of Justin Bieber, never say never. But then I felt a desire growing oddly in my heart to start a podcast. And it didn't sound like this crazy hard thing anymore. And God led me to even a podcast about podcasting and how it can be fun and actually not that complicated to start or to continue a podcast. When God says go, I try to be like, okay, you know best. I love how my new friend Tiffany Morrow says you need to work that brave muscle. When we keep making brave choices, it it does get easier. Friends, if God says to do something, it's for good reason. His plans are to prevail you, not for you to fail. So here we are, episode one of my podcast. Crazy. The plan is to do one episode per month, and who knows, maybe God will lead me to sprinkle in some bonus episodes, but for now, the plan is for 12 in the coming year, interview style. This first episode, at the end, I'm going to be answering the same questions I'll be asking my guests, Though each guest, they're going to have their own unique topic that they're going to be chatting about, but they're all going to be answering some icebreaker questions and some rapid fire questions. So I will answer those. I'll give you my answers to those at the end. But at the beginning of this podcast, I'll first, I'm going to share my two cents about spirit-led business and what I've learned so far to be helpful. So who am I? What business do I have, pun fully intended, in hosting a business podcast? Well, I am a business owner myself. 
I'm a certified health and life coach specializing in intuitive eating and body image improvement, and I coach from an Enneagram and Christian perspective. My online business is called Nutrition with Nyla, and I coach women worldwide over the phone to heal their relationship with food, fitness, and body image without dieting or obsession or restriction, but instead teaching them how to tune into their God-given body cues and wonderfully unique personality. I'll link in the show notes, my website, and Instagram if you'd like to learn more about working with me as your food freedom and body image coach. I'm so passionate about helping women in this area as God has helped me heal from a two-decade-long fight with food and disordered eating and disordered exercise and like really, really, really low body image. So I was driving home one day and the Holy Spirit dropped the idea of this Christian business podcast into my heart. Each day it was getting more and more appealing to start a podcast, but I knew I didn't want to do it on the topic of intuitive eating or body image. And that day in the car, it was like he downloaded this plan into me. I just knew in an instant what the interviews were supposed to be about. Running business peacefully with God. I've heard that podcast hosts, they don't have to be the expert on all the things, that they can take on a reporter role interviewing experts that they bring on to their podcast. And I'm just being authentic with you. That And that's one of my business values is, is authenticity. But I don't always get the peaceful business running thing right. So as you learn from the guests God placed on my heart to ask on to the H3 pod, you and I both are going to be learning alongside each other from them. Hustle. Let's define that word. In my books, it's speedy work, uh, go-go-go mindset, running full tilt, you know, like a football coach calling his players to hustle up to go over a play in a group huddle and they only have so much time before the ref is going to blow his whistle, signaling the time out is over and everybody needs to be back on the field. So often hustle refers to picking up the pace. It's not very peaceful sounding, eh? Yes, I am Canadian. <laughs> The world can try to sell us the lie that to be successful entrepreneurs, we need to hustle our little tails off. What's a weird saying as I personally do not have a tail, but okay, we'll go with it. But with everything in life, we should use the Bible as our fact checker. Just because something is a popular belief or gets a lot of likes doesn't mean God would like it or agree with it. So what does the Bible say about hustling? Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil to it. Hmm. Notice the word without before the painful toil part? Very interesting. Friends, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive of a choice for your business or life. I've found that trying to keep up with other business owners can cost me my peace. I'm learning to adjust my speed, though slowing down is a skill that takes time to learn, no different than intuitive eating, surfing, or learning to put in one of those stinking complicated diva cups. But I would rather get 50% less done in a day, but enjoy life 100% more. No one gets to the end of their life and wishes they would have accomplished more on their to-do list. No, everybody at the, on their deathbed still has a to-do list, but in that moment it doesn't even matter anymore. They wish they would have taken time to smell the roses of life, to enjoy the journey. That's, what's their, that's what they regret, that's what's on their mind. My hubby and I, we watched a movie called Soul recently. Well, it has some like weird creation ideas and like the origin of life in it. There was one message in this cartoon film that stood out to me. In one scene, the main character, he's about to die and he's reflecting back on life, but it's surprisingly not his big achievements in life that are crossing his mind. No, it's the simple things like the joy of teaching a student in his band class, how to play an instrument, 
or watching a pretty sunrise out the bus window on his way to work, or laughing with friends or hugging parents. Those are the scenes that are coming to mind in the last moments of his life. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to accomplish so much that I don't get to enjoy this life. God's given us all things to enjoy according to 1 Timothy 6.17, but it's up to us to take time to notice those joyful things. Confession. This past week, I was not working peacefully. I felt so off. I was rushing through my to-do list. I was annoyed when my husband interrupted me, causing me to slow my crazy, ambitious Enneagram 3 speed down. And I was impatient and irritated. And I was just exhausted at this pace that I was setting for myself. And I wasn't enjoyable to be or be around. Just ask my husband. Then come Sunday, I was approaching our virtual sermon like, ah, just another thing I have to do on my to-do list, a task to check off. But as I sat on the couch next to Mark and the worship music started, and it was a song, Who You Say I Am by Hillsong, my insides, they just started to calm for the first time that weekend. And I realized the very thing I hadn't been making time for that weekend, thinking I was too busy for spiritual disciplines, that was the one thing I needed desperately. Are you experiencing an unwanted emotion? Use that as an indicator to do some spiritual disciplines. Pull out your Bible, read your way out of your impatience or anger, pray your way out of rushing, or worship your way out of discouragement or overwhelm at the piano or sing a cappella. Meditate your way out of irritation, but taking time to think about what you read in scripture and how it applies to your life. Invite the Holy Spirit in, asking him to speak to you. I know, I know, I know. When you're in this like frantic state of mind, feeling so busy, sitting down to do a spiritual discipline can be the last thing you want to do. I know, I've been there. But just like doing cobra pose is the last thing on God's green earth that I want to do when I have my period and I feel bloat city, and it helps me though when I do it to reduce cramps, so will doing spiritual disciplines make you feel better even when it's the last thing you want to take time to do. Satan is attacking slow. Spiritual disciplines are often slow, solo, quiet. No wonder this world praises busy. That's Satan's influence like all over it. Think you can't afford to spend time with him? The truth is you can't afford not to spend time with God. We are exposed to lies every day, so we need to be exposed to the truth every day. A phone battery only stays full for so long. Then we start to use it, asking it to perform tasks throughout the day that drain it, use it up use the charges up. Our spirit man inside of us, aka like our spirits, is the same way. Same as our physical stomachs. We need to keep making regular deposits to keep us adequately fueled. Well-known TV evangelist and prophet Kenneth Copeland shared in a TV broadcast once that I was listening to about how he was getting incredibly stressed with running his ministry. And then God told him one day, you added on things I didn't tell you to do, Kenneth. The Amplified Version of Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Friend, is there anything you are currently doing in your business that God didn't ask you to do? Remember, not every God assignment is your assignment, and it's okay to say no to even good things. So you can save your best yes for other important things. Don't do something just because you see someone else doing it and being successful. Do only what you hear the Father say, just like Jesus said he did. My number one business advice, 
Prioritize spiritual disciplines. See time with him in various ways as your miracle growth for business. I have a few coaching clients from Texas and when I'm done doing an hour-long coaching session with them, you can tell I have taken on some of their southern accent. While not everyone starts to mimic the voices of those around them, like I do, many do start to take on the behaviors of the people that they're around often. And one of the fruit of the Spirit talked about in Galatians 5, 22-23 is peace. So many business owners crave that, Christians or not. And how do we get that peace? Well, we do it by spending time with the Prince of Peace. Those we spend time with, surround ourselves with, they influence us for good or bad. And when we spend regular time with God, his character, his peaceful character, it rubs off on us. Jesus was never in a rush or giving off like hurry vibes. He got interrupted lots, but always was okay with it. Lots of his miraculous healings took place on his way to do something else, but he was okay with his plan being delayed because he spent time with the Father regularly, setting a peaceful tone for his tasks and interactions and interruptions to come later. Luke 5.16 says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Those who want to be used by God should be willing to be inconvenienced and interrupted. Who do you think God's going to be able to best use in a grocery store? The lady who plows in, only planning to be there for five minutes max, unwilling to be flexible with her rigid plan and talk to someone if she feels the tugging in her heart to start a conversation with maybe the lady with a baby next to the romaine. Because stopping to chat would mean she doesn't get all her 8,000 things done that day. Or would it be easier for God to use the woman who is, um, she's left enough white space in her day for God to use her instead of being a slave to a rigid and planned to the rim schedule or a to-do list that just that white space, maybe it leaves her more receptive to God's leading and she doesn't get to miss out on being used by him to encourage someone. Have you ever thought, I hate this pace I live life at. I don't want to keep living this way. Yeah, me too. I have totally been there. I encourage you, though, to look to God for hope to change, not your own willpower. Reflect on the past unwanted habits that he helped you change. Those once seemed impossible too to change, but now you're living proof that anything is possible with God, like scripture says it is. Any change is doable with his help. For example, at one point, changing my relationship with food seemed crazy, but little by little, God helped me change, and he can help you and me too change running our business with a more peaceful pace. Working at a peaceful pace, that's holy hustle in a nutshell, and it's available for us today. How do we do that? By choosing the one thing that Luke 10 talks about, spending regular time with him. So you have a peaceful mindset when approaching tasks later. Remember, some time with him is better than none, but when your responsibilities grow, your time with him should not be the first thing to go, it should increase. It's okay if you don't have a whole hour though, Date Jesus throughout the day. Check in with him every hour a little. Just like you might stay in contact all day by text with a friend or your spouse. A little checking in adds up over time. You definitely will notice 5 or 15 minutes with Jesus in a day. You'll notice the benefits of it. Start small and then add on as you build that habit muscle of spending time with him. Tell me, in the most stressful seasons of life and business, how was your prayer life? How much time in the word did you have? How much praise and worship came out of your mouth? If you're like me on those crazy seasons of life and days, I wasn't really spending a lot of time with God. Luke 10, 41-42 Martha, Martha, the Lord replied, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary. 
Mary, your sister, has chosen the good portion, and it will not be taken away from her. I picture God saying this verse, paraphrased, and inserting my own name. Nyla, Nyla, you are worried and upset and distracted by so many items on your to-do list, so many unnecessary things. But in reality, only one thing is necessary to do. And if you choose it, like Mary, the benefits of choosing that won't be taken away from you. There was a businessman in the 1800s that did prioritizing time with God so well. And it showed in the success of his business. And he was really healthy too, appearing younger than some people younger than him, likely due to less business stress and just because of the peaceful pace that he ran his business. His name was George Mueller. And ever since I read a devotional that mentioned him, I've never been able to forget his approach to work. He was successful, and the reason was he put Matthew 6.33 into practice daily. He sought God's way of doing things. Seek first the kingdom of God, aka his way of doing things, and all these things will be added unto you. Overwhelmed and busy business people would ask George his secret to success, and he would tell them it was faithfully spending time in prayer over his business. Those other people, they'd go away sad, wishing his advice had been something different, but George would feel sad for them. They just didn't get it. They think they are too busy to add another thing on, like prayer, but they don't realize that that's the thing that will bring them success and peace, he would think. I've started doing that, praying over my business. I go on walking business meetings with God, and I run ideas by Him, and I say, should I blog this? Is that okay to share on my Instagram stories? I also ask for his wisdom about what to put into workbooks for my individual clients or what to teach them in our next session on intuitive eating and body image. I always tell my clients if they are helped in any way, praise God. He's the brains of this operation, not me. He knows what words they need to hear for freedom from food bondage. And I, I have limited human knowledge. So it's all him if they're helped in any way. Back to George Mueller. As one article said that I was reading, it said, With faith in God, he built five large orphanages and housed some 2,000 orphans annually. He never asked a soul for money, but brought every need before the Lord. He literally prayed in millions of dollars throughout his life to keep those orphanages going. And there was another article that I was reading that actually had quotes from George himself. And these are some of the things that he said. God has taught me that the first thing the child of God has to do morning by morning is to obtain food for his inner man. It's the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend to every day, to have my soul happy in the Lord. For I might seek to set the truth before the unconverted, I might seek to benefit believers, I might seek to behave myself to be a child of God in the world, and yet not being happy in the Lord and not being nourished and strengthened in my inner man day by day, all this might not be attended to in a right spirit. Now what is the food for the inner man? The word of God. And here again, not the simple reading of the word of God so that it only passes through our minds just as water runs through a pipe, but considering what we read, pondering over it and applying it to our hearts. How different when the soul is refreshed and made happy early in the morning from what it is when without spiritual preparation. George Mueller. So here we have this really, really successful businessman and he is sharing his number one business advice and he is saying it's spending time meditating on the word of God. And when I have heard people talk about meditation, Christian meditation, I've heard them say the world definition of meditation is emptying your brain, but Christian meditation is filling your brain with God's truth and just really chewing on it. That's what we need to do as a Christian is really reflect on, ponder, just keep chewing on what we read and 
scripture is like an onion it has all these layers and you're gonna get different things out of it depending on where your emotions are that day or experiences you've had and so just keep chewing on it and the holy spirit is really gonna reveal different things to you so anyways i I just wanted to share george Mueller. he's been a really good source of inspiration and a role model to me so i wanted to share him with you Okay, so on to my icebreaker questions and I'm going to ask all my questions, or not my questions, I'm going to ask all my guests when they come on. So what is the best thing you ate recently? I think it's actually drank recently. We make homemade kombucha in our house, me and my husband. It's kind of like one of our couple hobbies. Kombucha, if you're not familiar, it is fermented black tea and gets carbonated and it has lots of health benefits in it. And anyways, my husband and I made a pineapple flavored one the other day and it was really, really good. So I think the best thing that I ate recently was actually drank recently was that homemade pineapple kombucha. I really enjoyed that. Another icebreaker question is what is your fave form of self-care right now? For me, I think it's walking. I really, really love walking and I am coming off of an ankle sprain I had last month. And so I'm, I wasn't able to walk for three and a half weeks. And that was really sad because I just love being in nature. That's where I hear God so clearly. And I just love the fresh air and just the beautiful evergreens and the rabbits in the park and the birds. So I think walking right now, I love being outdoors and that is self-care for me. What podcasts are you loving lately? Um, One of my really good friends, she introduced me to this new podcast called The Awesome Marriage Podcast, and it has a marriage counselor does it, an older gentleman, and I'm really, really liking it. And he has some podcasts on like the Enneagram, but also like a whole bunch of other topics. But I was listening to one about like what it's like to be married to an Enneagram 3. So it's been cool just seeing like, oh, that would be hard being married to someone with my number. I'm a 3. So the Awesome Marriage Podcast, I really, I'm enjoying that one. Lots of different topics that he has on there. And then at the end of my podcast, I'm going to have some rapid fire questions. And I'm going to ask the, I'm going to say contestants, but this is not a game show. It is a podcast. (laughs) Um, So what is the best part of entrepreneur life and what's the hardest? I think the best part for me is to see I have such a flexible schedule. So I can like go meet my sister and her kids in the park for a picnic randomly on a Wednesday. Or I can go to Costco and get groceries at 11 a.m. And so I just like being able to be flexible and I'm not tied to a 9 to 5 schedule. The hardest part I think is having to wear all the hats. Like I love to coach people and help them with their relationship with food and all that. But I also have to be like my own accountant. I have to be my own marketing team and just you have to do all the different roles and I have to like design my own website and be an editor for myself. And so that is one of the hard things, having to wear all the hats. And sometimes you're not really good at some of those hats, but having to learn, even this podcast, I had to learn how to edit my own audio and really thankful for my husband, for him being skilled in the tech department. That has been so, so helpful. Who do you look up to in business and why? When I think about what business I want to have, like whose business I want to replicate, I really look up to Paige Smith. She's also an intuitive eating coach and a business coach and a finance coach as well, but she just runs it in such a peaceful way. And I really just, I love that. She's a Christian and yeah, I think I love it because she runs it in a peaceful way and I want to be able to run it the way that she does. And she makes time for things that bring her joy, whether that be throwing a ball to her dog in the park or going to the farmer's market. I just think she has balance a lot in her business and she shows that on Instagram and I want to 
I want to do that too. Business should be fun. It shouldn't become our master. And I just think she really, really does a good job of making time for things that make her joyful and aligning her work with her values so that her choices are making her feel the way she wants to feel in business and life. So next question, what is something you wish you would have known from day one of running your own business? I think the danger of comparing your business to other businesses, I was doing that in the beginning and then later I found out, wow, these businesses that I'm comparing my business to, they're like six, seven, eight years old and mine's only six months old or something like that. Like there's a big age range difference. No wonder they look different. A six month old baby looks different than an eight year old in school. Like no wonder they look different. So just knowing that your business doesn't have to look the same as someone else's, that they can be different, but still be awesome. And different doesn't mean bad. It just means different. So next question, best business advice ever been given? There's been a lot of good advice I've been given, but I think one of them was invest how you can right now. So that might be money, like investing in coaching yourself or new equipment, but it might be investing time. Maybe you have more time right now than money, so you can invest in learning. So through just enjoying a lot of free resources, like free courses or free YouTube videos, or there's lots of business podcasts out there that you can learn or books you can get from the library. So I like that, that investing your in business doesn't have to necessarily mean money. It can be time and learning strategy that way. So another question, something valuable you learn from making a mistake in business. So there's a concept in business called like, know, and trust factors. You share with your audience who you are and they, they start to trust you because they get to know your character. And when I first started off business, I had quite a big email list in the hundreds. I think there was about 350 people on that email list and I had started to branch into coaching and I just kind of sent them a message and I was like, I have coaching here. This is the price. Sign up with me. It's going to like be the best ever. And no one responded and I was so sad. I spent so long on this big email and pretty pictures in it. And now I've learned like that was almost as if jumping in front of some stranger and being like, marry me, you have to like warm up your, your crowd a little bit. And those people had known me, but they had signed up for those emails for, I was doing like Christian devotions. And so I had just put in like this tagline, like this, this is the last email you're going to get from me. Here's a final devotion. But FYI, like I'm changing careers a little bit and this is what I'm going to be doing and here's why you should sign up. But now looking back, I'm like, that was not the way to do that. I kind of like had such a big audience that there was a lot of potential that way. And I kind of just was like, marry me without even like going on dates with them and telling them more about what it was I was going to do over a long period of time. It was just very rushed. But at the time, I didn't know about developing like, no and trust factor. So yeah. How would you personally define a holy hustler? Someone who dot dot dot. I think it's someone who works hard with the time that they have and then trusts the results up to God. So someone who works hard but with God's energy and wisdom and there's such a difference in that instead of working with our own energy and wisdom. So I'll definitely will be praying over guests to bring on and even what to ask them on the show. And as I've prayed over what to say today in this solo episode too, God knows who will be listening and what topics they need to hear to help them eliminate stress and hurry from their approach to business. I just want to close in prayer. Dear God, I pray this podcast reaches the ears of those who need it. Place on the hearts of listeners who to share it with, who needs the message spoken about on this podcast and Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bring to mind at certain times things listeners heard when they need those timely reminders of truth. 
I pray this podcast is healing and transformational and that there's freedom from hearing it and just guide their thoughts as they listen and speak to them even further on the topics that I've discussed here. We thank you in advance for using this podcast and we thank you for helping us to use the truths talked about here to run a peaceful and spirit-led business. Thank you for helping us to implement what we've learned here and in further episodes to come. We give you all the glory when people are helped and I'm, I'm just a mouthpiece, but you are the true wisdom and source of their help. So may they always look to you and thank you, not me. In your name, amen. So that is it for solo episode number one. In the show notes, I'm gonna link the article from George Mueller that I've referenced, my Instagram handle, Also, I'm going to link a resource that I have. I've talked a little bit about body image on here, so I'm going to link my ebook devotional, and it's also an audiobook, Confident Bod Club. It's a two-week devotional that I have created for Christian women desiring to improve body image biblically, so I'll link that in there too. And yeah, I will see you at our second episode, with, and it's an interview, and it's going to be a really good one. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day.